Welcome to the Voice It Show. How is everybody doing? Wow, this is the big 20. 20th episode yes. of the Voice It Show. You made it. Gosh, <laughs> but where is where is Funky? Oh, okay. yeah, I was Guys, yes, yesterday was a very, very fun day because it was Todd Kern's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us is Todd Kearns. <laughs> Let's ask him. Oh, damn it. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the well wishes. <laughs> wow. Dude, you guys, you look so similar there. Whoa. What's up? How are you, Funky? We are at the 20th episode. Yeah. How fine. is everybody? Um, Look at the chat, dude. It's fired up. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, everyone. You know, this is special for us, and it's so special uh, for three of us, obviously, but, you know, we feel glad that you guys, all of you viewers and listeners, have been such a big part of our journey. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, and obviously, a special thank you to all our patrons. Yeah, yeah a big shout out to uh, Amy Paradi, Adam Gorak, Shelly O'Neill, Chris Vickery, and of course, Anders Slimholm. Thank you, guys. Yes, many of them are in the chat right now. So thank you thank for being you. a great part of the Voice It Show, yes. our journey. And finally, we have the URL we always wanted. So now yeah. it's easier to find us. Slash the voice it show. And great it is. So do subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. And great, great day today because last week we had Brother Lathan with us from Vista Blanca. And today we have an amazing personality, powerhouse of Vista Blanco. Good riddance, authority zero, shelter, so many bands, and a fantastic dad, power drummer. Please welcome Sean Sellers. Hi. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Voice of Show, Sean. How are you? Thank I'm you. Good. For How are you guys? Excellent. Really good. good. Okay. We are so excited today to have you. So first of all, thank you for taking out your time this morning for us. We truly appreciate and uh, great to see you. Absolutely. So nice how, to see you guys. And uh, how has the year been? That's pretty much how we start. I guess <laughs> unless 2020 ends, <laughs> we're going to ask everybody, how has 2020 been? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, main question. Um, I'm I'm super positive guy, so you know I just look at all the good things that have happened this year, and I don't know I've had a whole bunch of like weird little good things for us this year. So I mean, it's been kind of a crappy year, but at the same time, there's been a lot of great things. So true. So. A great mixture of good and, you know, 
bitter sweet yeah. moments i'd like to say so yeah. uh, that's great and just now folks we were discussing backstage uh where all sean has played and it was so fun yeah. that he was describing uh, he was describing about sarajevo his trip to bosnia and uh somehow we ended up chatting about landmines and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, would you like to share your uh travel to the land of bosnia with us Sean? absolutely so i i pulled up the map to try to figure out exactly like where we went and so All i right. feel like we did Mm-hmm. This is such a crazy, wacky drive, but I feel like we did. We went uh-huh. from Zagreb to Belgrade right. to Sofia. Mm-hmm. Wow! Um, wow! And then we made our way all we made our Gosh. way all the way down to Thessaloniki, and then all the way down to Athens. That's so cool. So Whoa, you went Greece. to Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, all the countries, the Balkans. Yeah. That's so amazing. And uh, it's very special to me since I live in Sarajevo and I barely know anyone who's even been here or let alone played here. So I love that. Yeah. Did you like Sarajevo? Yeah, it was amazing. We did. The whole trip <laughs> was amazing. And we did. This band was very cool. It was a Canadian. They're a Canadian band called the Real Mackenzies. Yeah. And oh wow, very much into you know locals, local food, like local red everything. The more mm-hmm. local we can get with the people, the better. So like in that True. band, there were like restaurants on the side of the highway in Spain that knew us because mm-hmm. every time we were there we were like oh we got to go there <laughs> so that whole wow. trip down we kept pulling over and just eating at amazing restaurants and meeting different people and then having guides and you know trying to navigate right. through some of this like I, I remember we got stuck behind a funeral parade oh, and, wow. like through some little village we finally get to the border and they mm-hmm. or, Actually, before that, we got to one border. They denied us and made us go all the way around to a different border. Wow. So we, we made it to one of the shows, I'd say about 10 minutes before we had to play. Because mm-hmm. we had to literally go around the country to a different border to That's go all crazy. the way back down. That's wow. crazy. Gosh. <laughs> but it was good fun. Man. Like, I'll never what, forget what it. What a trip. True, true, true. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, about the landmines, you know, we still have them, a lot of them in the countries uh, from the war in the 90s. Um, They're still not, you know, removed. So, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so uh, let me start with the interview, the, the, you know, the questions. So I want to take you to the very beginning. Um, let me, tell me, uh, were you musical as a kid? Yes. Um, I played piano for a few years um, in grammar school. Wow. Um, uh-huh. But I always kind of had a little thing for, for drums. My, my older brother 
was the one who got me into music. He got me into to everything. He got me into first metal and then punk rock and then new wave wow. and then reggae, you know, everything. And I'll never forget, we used to like put Kiss records on and, you know, first Black Sabbath record and we I we both have tennis rackets and pretend to play guitar and <laughs> when I Gosh. my freshman year I was in a band and didn't have a drum set so I didn't even get my drum set oh. until I was 16 so mm -hmm. June of 1990 I got a drum set September of 1992, okay. I went to Europe in a band. Wow. I graduated wow. high school and went to Europe in a hardcore band called Downcast. That's amazing. Wow. And, but, uh, but could you could you, could you you play when you were in the freshman year, though, even if you didn't have drums? No. It was just, you know, <laughs> okay. my friends played guitar. I mean, we'd get together and hang out, and I'd bang on the bed. But it wasn't until uh -huh. my third year in high school was when started playing shows and you know wow but the that band downcast is what mm -hmm. changed my life forever like my first show with them and it was a real show wow. i lost my freaking mind like i'll never forget it like this band worked me so hard because I was a pretty crappy drummer. I'd only been playing drums for like a year and a half. We play this show mm -hmm. and I'll never forget the singer just at one point turns around and points at me because I went from this quiet little dude to Animal from the Muppets all of a sudden. Wow. And everybody was Whoa. just like, where the hell did that guy come from? <laughs> and who is he? Whoa. And right. I, I was out. high from that show for like a month. The, the feelings inside, I was like, true, okay. And then we went to Europe. We basically cool. broke up for uh, on that tour. Didn't make any money, mm -hmm. shows canceled, didn't care. I was on the airplane coming home and I was, my only question mm -hmm. was, so when do we go again? Right, the adrenaline rush, right? <laughs> yeah, just it, unreal, so. I was 18 yeah. and now I'm 46. Wow. <laughs> Still playing. So, Don't sing like every that. Time. Stronger every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. About being yeah. in a band, uh, but you know, playing an instrument in a band, but not having that instrument, I know how you feel. Because um, I don't have a bass, but not long ago, I was a, the bassist of a band. So that's a pretty interesting experience and I relate to you. So yeah. Once you get wow. the instrument though, that's where it all changed. Cuz yeah. I mean, it's, right. it's harder for a drummer because it's so loud. But True. Like, I'll never forget the moment I learned how to separate like a kick drum beat and not make my right hand follow it. I was in right. school, I was in class. I don't even know what class. I didn't care. I had two pens and I was playing a social distortion song that had a kick beat wow. that, that moved, you know, that, but made me keep doing this. And I was in class and I was like, ah, 
and his class turned around. I was like, sorry. <laughs> just went back and, and the whole day that's all I did yeah. I couldn't wait to get home and then like because once I had oh, the instrument yeah. then it, it was on that's all I wanted to do I just wanted to skateboard and play drums I don't care about anything else wow so cool yeah because because that's the feeling right you when you yeah. own an instrument it's like when can I just go home it's it's surreal and when was the uh, first drum kit? Uh, when did you get it? Uh, June of what, nineteen ninety, I think. And how old were you then? Sixteen. Ah, funky, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. It's such a great beginning. Yeah. That's cool. And, and then I, the band I'm still in today, uh, Good Riddance, I joined that band in 1995. So I was three yeah. years out of high school, so hungry True. to tour. Um, and at the time I had, I live in Santa Barbara now, but I was living in Santa Barbara then also. And I became good friends yeah. with this band called Lagwagon who are still some of my best friends. Um, their original drummer wow. taught me how to play drums the way I play now. Um, and mm -hmm. Derek, him and the singer Joey, they, my local band happened to be playing with Lagwagon in Sacramento. And Joey and Derek were like, hey, Good Riddance needs a drummer. And I was like, what? Wait, they're on Fat Records, wow. they tour? Si okay. Yeah. <laughs> And so they toured all summer. This is literally like May of 1995. They toured all summer. Good riddance. They had like a three-week wow. break. They tried me out. I wow. could play every single song. And they were like, cool. All right. And then we went True. to Europe like a month later. We got the drama. <laughs> yeah. Wow, and that's that was, impressive. That was 25 years ago. That is so Wow, that's exactly yeah. my age. <laughs> and so if you fast forward, the the first producer for Good Riddance, his name is Ryan Green, and he he was he changed punk rock in the 90s um, because he was a metal rock producer. Um, and then mm -hmm. Fat Mike from No Effects met him and Ryan. Yeah changed it all because now all of a sudden punk records don't sound like crap punk records sound like wait what is this because he was a metal producer sure. so you can it's a big and epic so i met ryan in 1996 right. i did two records with him mm -hmm. with good riddance i did a real mckenzie's record with him i did a few other sessions with him all the way up to wow. you know early 2000s We've always been great friends. Fast forward to 2018, so cool. 17, Ryan calls me. He says, hey, I got a session for you. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck, about time. It's only been like 10 years. <laughs> only. He was like, it's super <laughs> important. You got um, to gotta come down. All right. Okay, cool. When? He was like, well, come down early. I want to work with you on this song because I really want you to get this gig. Super important. No problem. Yeah. 
What's the band? Uh, they're called Bisto Blanco. All right. Don't know who they are, but whatever. There we go. I'm in. Cool. I love it. I listened to it. I was like, dude, right. this is awesome. I track these songs. Totally. I, I ended up doing five songs that are on the new record. And oh, yeah, I hadn't even met everybody. Like, I didn't even meet them until, like, I was kind of done with these songs. And there they are. <laughs> it just so happened yeah. that uh, their old drummer, Tim, couldn't get on Monsters of Rock. And Chuck, literally mm -hmm. within 10 days, was like, uh, you want to go to Florida on the cruise? Dude, totally. He was right. like, here's the set list. I showed up. We rehearsed right. the whole set one time. Chuck came outside with me. He was like, dude, will you be our drummer? And I looked at him and I was like, are you Go kidding? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Who wouldn't? Man. So, yeah, switching between so many bands and yet you have this connect with everyone. That is really, really cool. Yeah, and uh, this exchange and even though so I'm sure every band has their own style let's say rock and roll or punk so was it difficult to like shift between these styles and even uh, one of our uh, friends Mike Yuznik he has this question you know how is how different is the playing style when playing for B stuff and then playing for good riddance so, you know, Good Riddance is super fast. Um, yeah. Some of that's my fault. Most of it's probably <laughs> my fault. Um, so there's a, there's a physical element to Good Riddance that, mm -hmm. that no other band I've ever done. Um, Basically, if you listen to Good Riddance and listen to what I'm doing, yeah, it's like I'm pretty much running a race for an hour. True. Yeah, I bought the videos. Totally. So, but with the speed comes chops and I can move around. But the hardest right. part that I've actually, as I've gotten older, has become easier. And basically, my producer, Ryan Green, yelling at me constantly to slow down. Because I, wow. I get super excited, um, so I'll, I'll tend to push everything. But now, mm -hmm. so switching, but it's good because with Bisto Blanco, you know, we have backing tracks, we have, and I'm on a click track. Um, so that wow. ropes me in, but it's also, right. I, have to, I have to switch, you know, and I have to, to try to rock out and be comfortable, you have to definitely get into a different frame of mind. And it, I True. practice it though. Like I seriously, I will practice. Wow. When I practice, I practice like five days a week. I will start my day with mm -hmm. uh, the song, So What from Miles Davis. So I'll work on just a wow. swing beat. And then I'll do yeah. two Chris Stapleton songs that are both in three and very slow. And then I'll move into my friend's uh, kind of reggae ska band called the Mad Caddies. I'll play a couple of their songs. And now wow. I'm warmed up. Okay. Now I'll play Bisto Blanco. And I always make sure I do the songs with double bass because I never played double yeah. bass until I got in Bisto Blanco. 
So I always I'll do oh, those. Wow. And then from there, I'll, I'll move into like good riddance songs and just faster punk songs. Um, cool. I'm currently working on a record with um, a smaller band that I'm in called Versus the World. So lately I've been writing cool, drum man. parts and I'll start, I'll play through some of those songs and just, you know. Oops. And he left. Lost connection. Okay. That was Lost a connection. He'll be joining us soon. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna what, what a cool story. I hate it though. And here he is. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Part two, right in the part one. Oh, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> when it first starts, it does the robot thing. And then after like 60 seconds, so, uh, everything is all good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's because when some, someone powerful comes up, that happens, I think. <laughs> Hi, Kara. How are you? Hello. So, For some uh, reason, it's, it, I feel like Kanak, it's your computer that does the glitching. Because funky, whenever mm -hmm. you talk, it's all good. Okay, well, let me let me mute myself, okay? And same mute with you, me. Rebecca. Well, um, let me see with me now. Yeah, see, it's all good. Oh, wow. All good okay. now? Oh, see, now you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are on cool, four no parts. Problem the world so this is it's so amazing it's yeah. so amazing when you think about it happens seriously when i started so, touring like it's something we, we we talk about like we're so used to like you just look at your phone and it tells you where to go now like anywhere in the world when we used to true, tour right? it was like we we'd have maps in our cars and our tour book Crazy. no joke i am not kidding you our our booking agent in Europe, in the tour book, it would say, drive to the center of town, look for punks, Whoa. Ask, and then ask where the show is. No way. <laughs> and it wow. worked. Wow. Yeah, Gosh. they did everything. Wow. But that's also funny for uh, for some reason, because it's like, hey, there's this show happening. And like, oh, you know, yeah, it's in that direction. Why do you ask? Because I'm playing. <laughs> We've had Gosh. people who were like, hey, do you mind getting in the van and uh, showing us where it is? Should we? Gosh. Yeah. Man, that is that is fun. So, uh, you know, uh, with the playing style, you know, fast and then slow, your practice routine is basically so stressed out like you practice everything that's be up to speed and then going slow yeah and um, i i have this drum question although i'm not a drummer but uh many a times so happens that uh when you're playing fast i suppose uh even if drummers play like for years but when you're playing fast the sticks normally slip from your hand or something if if they do and uh you know it it becomes it becomes a problem now it it becomes a problem to me if i'm playing fast on a guitar and the pick starts slipping away from the fingers so if uh, does that happen with the sticks as well and yes. uh, 
but and so, what yeah so for me so the one of my drum heroes who happens to be a friend of mine who also happens to be the producer for good riddance and the drummer of the descendants bill stevenson um wow. in the late 90s and when good riddance when we switched producers from uh ryan green to bill stevenson bill mm -hmm. which i have my stick here there's this uh grip tape on here that wow that happens to be it's called uh oh, cool. it's tennis racket tape and it's oh, it's like yeah, gauze yeah. tape it's very rough you just wrap it you know you you wrap it on the sticks if people borrow my sticks their hands turn they look like they went through a cheese grater so i got catalyst hands but the thing is i don't drop i Shoot. rarely drop sticks and with this i can i can i can barely hold the stick and it's all good that's cool that is so amazing and i'm a, that's a great great advice i'm a sweaty yeah. dude when i play and my hands are so i needed something but i also so you know like when bowl if you ever go bowling at the bowling alley and yes. there's a there's a fan for your fingers yeah. for your to, before you throw your ball you know so yeah i always have a fan in. next yeah. to me drumming uh one for airflow but if i have a break between songs i put my hands down by the fan to dry them off wow Ooh, wow like a like bowling so that I just should right. try to get that moisture off, you know? That's smart. Right. Weird. Indeed. I mean, I stretch before I play. I was a cross country runner in high school and all the stretching wow. that I did running cross country, I taken over into my drumming, but I also stretch my hands and fingers. Wow. That's so is that a part of your, uh, you know, before the gig routine, or or how do you prepare mentally and physically before every gig uh, a lot of stretching um and mm -hmm. i i'll spend so say there's three opening bands before our band um okay i'll i'll be stretching kind of throughout the night my hands mm -hmm. or i'll hang out at the merch and People kind of look at me like, dude, you doing yoga? You getting ready to run a race? And <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. Uh, obviously, you've never seen me play drums. You'll understand later. You'll understand totally. <laughs> and then I'll go backstage right. and I'll do um, like a. I'll just do a. Uh, it's called a whatever. It's a. It's a warm up on my practice pad, but of triplets. True. And it'll take about oh, five yeah. minutes. I'll do a little triplet warm up. And I'll go mm -hmm. hang out for a second, still stretch. Now, by the second and third band, I might go watch the band for a song or two, but I'm back mm -hmm. and forth between stretching and just playing on the practice pad, just keeping my hands right. open. Um, I'm completely sober before I play shows, so I'll just, you know, I'm drinking water and walking around, just trying to just stay loose. So that when I get up there, it's I don't cramp yeah. in there, you know. Totally. And I totally. also tell myself in my mind, just like the practice room, except in front of people. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
that that's very profound it's crazy that because it's 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 a really um, hard thing to do like for hours right like the, the shows you do with I'll, I'll be um, I'll be honest. You have to, to be prepared for 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 that. Right? Um, my mom, it's uh, play drums, and she says to me, oh, "You don't really know how hard that is," and she gets all like sweating yeah. a lot. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like it, it was so hard for me to find uh, one photo of Sean with a shirt on. <laughs> 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 there's not too many there's not too many guys actually it's pretty funny a lot of my friends when they do see me with a shirt on they're like whoa you do own a shirt we are surprised that you are in the interview gives a shirt yeah it's true how <laughs> yeah. So, how was your free stream experience? That was you guys awesome. played this year. Awesome, right? Because it was so fun to watch as well. I did not watch it completely though, but it was amazing. And Vic, Vic, uh, Victor Shalfant, our friend, he is yeah. crazy for Beast of Angus. Such a yeah. great guy. He's a great, and, great, uh, great person. Totally. And uh, so, how was the experience with the freak stream? And were you also on uh, the ship, yeah. uh, Queen Mary? Yeah. Yeah, it was so, all of it was awesome. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was so great. Um, especially getting to be on the uh, Queen Mary. Because um, there's just so much history with that boat. And, true. you know. Uh, any anything spooky anything spooky happened um yeah they have these like these meters that can you know read yeah. energy and whatnot and it was going off a few times like quite a bit actually when when calico was talking and it was it was wow it was pretty trippy it, yeah. it was a lot of fun though I Right, brother Latham described. You know, he was thinking of something like you have to uh, repeat the word or something, and something crossed his mind, and the word was like happy or something. And yeah. right after they took it off, and Chuck was like, "Hey, I'm feeling happy or something." Yeah. He was so shocked to hear that. Yeah, that's, that's a fun thing. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. Right. It's so amazing. So uh, here we have another question from our patron and viewer, which is kind of an important question. How is Chris doing now? He's doing good. Hey, Chris. He's here? Wow. Let's see, let's see if I can get him. Yeah, he's got to go to work here in a minute. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is gonna yeah, be so take fun. Off. Come say hi to the come say hi to the peeps. They were asking about you. Uh, hey, he's gonna... how are you? Hello. <laughs> so great to see you. Uh, he's in India. She is in Bosnia, and she is in Brazil. Oh, very cool. <laughs> so somebody just asked a question: How are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. That's great. Um, yeah, just going to work. Great. <laughs> Just, That's so awesome. We are so happy that you're doing great right now. 
and uh, we were so uh, we were one of the many well wishers that wished you uh, during your tough times Thank and you. it's it's so glad to see you you know uh, you're doing well and you always have our, have our best wishes with you and love Thank you. you thank you right. you can go back when you're ready <laughs> it's like dude come on dad so cool. it's yeah. used to it though that's pretty funny awesome how 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 did you know because uh i remember it was your birthday and uh chris was going in if we can at all talk about this and yeah for sure because chris chris was going in for another chemo Yeah. Well, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So how did that, you know, the entire episode or the incident change, you know, your perspective towards life? <sighs> I mean It's crazy. So I lost my older brother. That's who my that's who Chris is named after. Um I lost him. Oh. when I was 21 so in 1996 um oh, wow. so that in itself taught me to appreciate life every moment um to live happier you know and then having right. to deal with this and you know and I've transferred that philosophy over to Chris he's super positive you know keeping the PMA the positive mental attitude right you know it i put i get it it made us a little smarter about um just right. you know we went vegan made us it made us be smarter about what we put into our body not that we didn't know that but like yeah. when you're faced with it you know right. uh my girlfriend Karen you know she was a huge help um with our diet and really like helping us understanding things like celery juice in the morning and doing these smoothies and certain things and you know he right. we stayed positive through all of it you know i had my mm -hmm. moments like you know he's going through chemo and i couldn't go visit him you know over my birthday yeah. but it just it made me realize for sure you know like him and i are going to i mean he's my co-pilot he's my chewbacca you know and he's always Chewed been him. my co-pilot he's always been my little buddy my best friend but it's like Chewed. yeah we'll we're we're going to we're just going to live in the same town together forever you know like <laughs> it it's it it's made us even more close i guess yeah um, totally and, and you guys have a lot of fun as well yeah, together always always <laughs> so cool yeah so it's just well, it's made us appreciate i guess just just everything and it's made us appreciate life you know um totally it makes you understand what's truly important you know yeah the the garbage on the media and the news and and the things that really that really don't affect your your day to day because when you're faced with something like that that is your day to day you know yeah. how do you approach that you know, an important point 
Yeah, we're in a pandemic. Well, okay, but the sun's shining. I'm going to go down to the beach. My kid's going to go to work. You know, I'm going to make dinner tonight. Like, whatever. Right. I'm healthy. Right. You beat cancer. Shit. We can do whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Now what you got? You know? Yeah. Now what? Shit. I dare you. So (laughs) it's it's made us stronger, made us happier um, and more appreciative. Totally, totally, and it's it's so it's like you know that's that's the thing. Uh, even us doing this podcast or starting this podcast was totally. This is how we set out, you know. Like we'll talk to our heroes like you, but it's not gonna be all like the typical interviews, you know. Like even though it is sometimes, but <laughs> you're like, what is this? How was your journey? What? Yeah. But it's like, you know, to spread love and uh, to, you know, even say hello to family members, just as uh, yeah, sure. Chris and to everyone, you have touched many lives as well, uh, not only through your career, through your work, but many of your friends. And and even when we talk uh, within the circle, like uh, there's people like Vic, and so many of uh, uh, they are friends now, and uh, it's so cool to talk with them. And they have so many great things to tell about you, as in they speak very highly of you. Awesome. So that's they that's really uh, fantastic to see this personal connect rather than you know, uh, obviously the uh, professional thing is there, but this personal connect is awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, once again, I'd like to, you know, uh, send our love to Chris. Yeah. He's... <laughs> keep, keep rocking, buddy. Life ain't stronger than you. <laughs> Seriously. So, sure. so here's another fun question from one of our viewers and our friends, Kathy. And she asked, how old were you when you got your first drum kit? Well, we answered that. But And did you get, well... Did you get on well with your neighbors? And what's your cat name? Cat's name? Gosh. Uh, my dad's name is Dennis. Uh, no, cat's name. Cat's name. Oh, <laughs> cat's name. Oh, yeah. That's Callie. Oh. Wow. Yeah, she's so up cool. there sleeping. Aww. Well, oh they, have, they have the coolest life. Look at that. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. Okay. True, true, true. So there's... Um, there she is. There she is. Awesome. So, uh, and I was 16. You... Yeah. I was 16 when I got my drum set. My neighbors hate me. Actually, that's not true. Uh, only some neighbors hate me. Other neighbors, like, love right. me. Because they're like, wow, you're really good. But I, I understand, like, there's nothing worse than listening to somebody try to learn how to play the drums. I mean, that's just awful. Right. But, just, just banging on the skins. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but, you know, there's always right. one neighbor. I've always, I've always, it's, it's, a, it's inevitability, you know. You're going to have a grumpy neighbor. True. I mean, I had a guy here in Santa Barbara at a place I lived, like, mm-hmm. the only person. 
seriously, there was a grammar school a hundred yards away from the house that was the loudest thing ever all day. Wow. And this old grumpy fool would call the cops on me when I'd play drums. Most of the time I'd be finished by the time the cops came, so I never cared. And there's yeah. a few times <laughs> where I had to deal with them. And I, and my favorite, though, is uh, the cop comes. He was like, hey, I'm really sorry, but I know it's the afternoon, but I got a noise complaint. And then literally, as he said, noise complaint, the grammar school let out. Oh and just, man! And I look at him, and I look over there, and I look back, and he goes, "Yeah, I know. It's I know. <laughs> I gotta say something. I'm leaving. You do whatever you want, but I gotta tell you, dude, you're really good." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, bro." Right? I'm like, I only got about ten minutes left, anyways. I was just running a set before I go on tour. He was like, "We can do whatever you want when I leave." That's I just, so cool. yeah. I had to do this and it makes no sense because yeah, there's 200 screaming kids right there. <laughs> He's like, whatever. And, yeah. And they're not even in a beat, you know, <laughs> on <Yeah>. beat. <laughs> Random kids screaming. That's, that's so fun. Gosh. So, so uh, speak. Yeah. Go ahead. Frank. Yeah, question. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you were playing piano. Are you still able to play it? And can you play any other instruments? I regret that I stopped playing piano. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. I will learn again someday, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I don't play any other instruments. Um, I've just I've spent so much time trying to become a better drummer, mm -hmm. and I just feel like. Sure there's still i have such a long way to go like when i start going down the like drum video rabbit hole of like drumio and all these phenomenal yeah. drummers and i'll watch like josh freeze play drums i'm like wow i suck i need to go practice because and so True. like picking up another instrument i feel like even though i should but I'm just constantly like, yeah, I've got so much work to do on the drums still. Because I feel That's like I, there's just so yeah. much that I can't do that I need yeah. to be able to do, that I want to do as a drummer, you know? That is true. That is true for everyone. You know, uh, what I personally think is, you know, when you know a little, like you can play a bit, you know, like you've, you feel like you know a lot and you're like, yeah, dude, I'm a drummer. But as you start going deeper and deeper and you actually get better at it, but you just start feeling, gosh, I have so many things to work on. And I don't know <laughs> this. I don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like for the world, you're a virtuoso. But personally, it's, it's like, dude, I have to work on this and that. So it's so uh you know profound as well and it's fantastic so uh if you have to uh i'm sure there will be many questions thrown at this but uh many things to pick uh yet i'd like to ask you three do's and don'ts for a beginner on drums practice 
practice, practice, practice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, the don'ts. Do not not practice. Practice. Not practice. <laughs> not practice. <laughs> um, that is uh, the best I, I answer. Say, uh, one of the most important things I think you can do for any instrument, um, especially mm -hmm. in the beginning, especially in the beginning, is when you're at home, like, and this is something mm -hmm. I did, you know, to, to work on my speed, to work mm -hmm. on my, you know, my chops, my consistency, um, you know, of course, right. playing with the band and playing along to music or whatever, that's great. But when I'm, when I would sit at home and watch TV, I'd have a metronome, which now you can just download the metronome app on yeah. your phone, but I'd have sure. the metronome set up and I'd have one little earpiece in and my practice pad on my coffee table and I'd watch TV and I mm -hmm. would, but I'd practice on my practice pad just with a click track going and I would just do single stroke rolls, you know, and just for hours, wow. for hours. And you can do it with your guitar, with your bass, you know, like you got your, yeah. your metronome in one ear and you're just, cause you're not doing anything anyways. You're just watching TV and you can True. sit there and work on scales with a click right in your ear while you're watching Netflix, wow. just like, and it's going. And then you can find yourself True. like over time, you know, I started to like play along to like the, whatever I'm watching. <laughs> Cause there's always some type of music and start flowing little yeah. patterns, but I always had that metronome in my ear mm -hmm. to True. keep me going. True. Cause your timing right. is everything. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And That's in this day and age, idea. modern recording, everything is on a click track. So if you can't play along yeah. to a click track, you're either going to get fired or they're going to have somebody else yeah. do it, or you're going to spend a lot of money because you're going to be there for a long time Ooh. trying to play along to this click track. Because it's not easy. It takes practice. So, yeah. You know, that is totally. one wow, of the main great. things yeah. that, I, that I can always stress with playing is just, you know, practice and, and practice with that. And if you're playing by yourself, Definitely. you know, have a good day, Bear. Thank you, Bear. Um, See you, Chris. They said bye. <laughs> you know, I found that and even playing along to music, especially like, you know, anything recorded from like 1998 on has all been recorded mm -hmm. with a click track. So when you're playing right. along the music, it's right. recorded to a metronome, yeah. you know, to a click. So you're still, you're yeah. actually playing in time. Now, playing in time. That's right. You, you go further down, you know, 90s, 80s, 70s, and before there there's movement like you listen to sabbath you know like yeah. my favorite black sabbath song to play along to is heaven and hell do you listen to that song oh. as it sinks into that first verse it slows uh -huh. down probably five beats per minute at least and it's a progressive wow. yeah. right 
Right. <laughs> What's up, girl? Hello. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, so I have a pretty serious question. Um, I don't think you've ever been such a question on a podcast. Uh, what's your favorite color? Oof. <laughs> um, Dude. Red is one of my favorite colors, actually. Mine too. Wow. Um, even though I wear lots of black. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I do. I like. I like red. Yeah, sure. black and red are the main ones. Yeah, black, black is black is pretty much our default favorite color, I think. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it just looks good. Yeah, that's all right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, do you sing in the shower? Absolutely. Who doesn't? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And what what was the last thing you googled on your for our phone or anywhere? Ooh, um, <laughs> the last <laughs> thing I googled um, <laughs> besides a, a menu for a restaurant <laughs> was probably yesterday out of boredom. Well, not boredom, but me googling. Um, where certain gaps are in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the last thing I Googled was, where is the big yeah. rail gap in school 2 on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2? Wow. That, that, that was the last thing I Googled. Good. So and let me ask you, there's there's any songs that is stuck in your head at the, at the moment something that you just can't stop thinking about this song or listening to, to the song? Um, actually this morning i woke up singing little nicky by prince mm -hmm. um, for some random reason so good <laughs> um but you lately actually um a song that's been stuck in my head the most is one of the new songs that we've been working mm -hmm. on with my band versus the world. Um, oh yeah. Just one of the melodies. Like I literally, I wake up with it. I sing it all day and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Good. So that has awesome. been, um, one that has, awesome. that has been kind of sticking with me lately. Mm -hmm. And ironically awesome. enough, there is uh, <laughs> there's two other songs. Uh, my friend John Snodgrass, uh, he put out a record with um, this artist Frank Turner. Um, mm -hmm. Or actually, Frank Turner put out a record, and my buddy John Snodgrass is on the record. And there is a song about Santa Barbara that uh, John wrote about us. Wow. Um, a while ago and it's on that record and it's just too funny and the, but the mm -hmm. melody is ridiculously catchy yeah and he calls santa barbara s bar which nobody calls santa barbara s bar which makes wow. it even funnier yeah so that song has been stuck mm -hmm. in my head and there's a new chris stapleton song that i've 
there's two songs actually that I can't that I seem to get stuck in my head. Right. That's amazing. Okay. It's it's so fun to know. <laughs> Gosh. I listen to a lot. I listen to everything. So mm -hmm. right. Well, I, totally. I I've heard, I've read somewhere that you listen to KISS. So I'm really happy about that. Oh yeah. Yeah, big um, KISS fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Good. Yeah, so, so uh, I, while we're at this, I guess uh, it's time to introduce uh, one of our friends' new project. It's not new though, but <laughs> Anna from Rock Dance Theater, she is now offering physiotherapy for the rock stars. Awesome. And that's so cool. And uh, she's also uh, having this uh, segment called Med Talks. And she's talking everything about, you know, physical health and mental health. And uh, it's pretty much important to stay healthy for a rock star. So she <laughs> is doing this thing. And all her socials are in the description below. So go ahead and do check out after the episode, of course. So uh, check her out on Facebook and uh Instagram, whatnot, everything is in the description. So awesome. Thank you, Anna. And secondly, would well, would you like to share with us some uh, fun moments from on stage and off stage fun moments, or your favorite ones <laughs> with wow. any band? Um, let's see. So many. <laughs> There's so many. Um, uh, let's see. One of my favorites with Bisto was yeah. on, I want to say maybe it was the first Monsters of Rock. Well, two things happened. One, because it was the first time I'd ever played with them. And uh -huh. like, I'd never, you know, seen Calico perform and like the, and, one time on stage with the real Mackenzie's, our guitar player Kurt jumped off the drum riser and broke his leg on stage. Gosh, it was kind of gnarly. So Calico does the thing; <laughs> she jumped up and slammed to the ground, and like a full memory of Kurt breaking his leg. And I'm just like looked over, and I'm like, "Oh crap, it happened again." And that's just Calico's thing. Yeah. <laughs> but the next show we played on that cruise, she was swinging uh -huh. her bat. And she had no idea that Brother Latham was right there. And he literally did a limbo underneath oh, wow. the bat that if he Whoa. wouldn't have known, he might have had a Good. spike sticking out of his head. It was kind of gnarly. Oh, I was like, man. Oh. Oh. Wow. Good. What a story. It's uh, <laughs> so fun that one and then and i actually have footage of it uh, a couple Whoa. years ago with good riddance we mm -hmm. playing this huge festival in italy mm -hmm. 12 15,000 people you know and um yeah two things happened um uh-huh but the first one was there's I literally got the entire crowd to start clapping from behind my drum set. 
and my buddy filmed How it. Was that? It's it was pretty awesome. Cool. But there was also uh, this little kid and his family, and they I'm I'm like this kid's hero, and this kid is a little kid, and he is a ripping drummer. And wow. the year before we were playing another some big shows in Italy with the offspring and Pennywise and we're playing yeah. and I look out and there's this giant sign that says go Sean. And this is little kid on his dad's shoulders. Whoa. So we come back and we're playing this festival and, and I still have the kid brought me his drumsticks and they're, they're with me at every show. They sit in my stick bag and I gave him wow, the that's sign so again. So after the set, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm went down and i grabbed the kid and seriously there's all thousands of people watching this i didn't care but sure. i just i wanted to say hi to the kid and meet him and grab him and i bring him up on stage to get a picture and the whole crowd lost their mind that i did that right the next day god, i wake up what and a there visual. was a message in my messenger well this kid and his dad he was on italy's got talent playing punk rock songs and his dad's wearing a good riddance shirt wow and this kid i was like holy shit this kid might be better than me <laughs> so then I, I ended up like and then the next time like i ended up having him come up and he I'm like okay the next time i'm here after covid i'm gonna i'll get in touch with him to have him act he learned a good riddance song but we never play that song so I was oh, like, dude, man. like you gotta learn one that we play. Oh yeah. And then he'd come up and play, dude. but I had him come up and do the end of the set and he just starts ripping. It was so cool. So That's that was wrong. that was one of my favorites with them for sure. Wow, wow. that that's such a wonderful memory, actually. And then so cool. my favorite memory with the real Mackenzies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gosh, gosh. <laughs> so there's a story to this really quick. So we real Mackenzie's are are signed to Fat Records, which is no effects record label, and good riddance is on Fat Records also. Mm -hmm. Um my first record with the real Mackenzie's, we mm -hmm. end up going to Japan with no effects. No effects wow. is huge in Japan. So we have three wow. sold out nice. shows in Tokyo. Like 3,500 people Humongous. a True. night. Massive. Awesome. Man. First show. Cool. Uh -huh. singing, we have a 30-minute set. That's it. Only 30 minutes. What? My yeah. singer and guitar player got so wasted on sake. Wow. The first 15 <laughs> minutes were going really good. Uh -huh. And then... My singer My God. cannot remember the words to the song. So bad that the Dude. monitor guy for no effects and he was doing our sound, he comes over the the PA, but only in the monitors, and he was like, Yeah, I think that was good enough for tonight. And we're just like, that's what it. The God. So, Gosh. so okay, now granted, everybody in the band in the real Mackenzie's wears a kilt. So Whoa. And nothing underneath the kilt. So, <laughs> so we're Man. like, okay, you know what? We're going to get Paul back. 
for ruining that first show. It was the third and final show in Tokyo. And we're about to do the last song. And they didn't tell me because it's sort of irrelevant for me because I'm sitting on a drum set. We're getting ready to go into the last song and whatever. Paul's talking to the crowd, which is sort of funny. But everybody (laughs) in the band leaves. And I'm like, where is everybody going? My bagpiper comes behind the bass rig and he Uh takes his kilt off and gets naked. And I'm like, what? And then I look and like, here comes my band naked back on stage. Now, granted, every backstage room has a TV that's showing the show. Nobody was on stage other than my band. I swear to you, within 45 at most seconds, that stage was filled with everybody from no effect all the other bands what they were like, the heck? oh my gosh, gosh what is happening so when you wear Dude. a kilt you have a thing called a sporin which is basically like you know it, it's right in the front it's like a belt but the sporin holds your wallet and everything mm-hmm. well paul yeah. his sporin had broke, so yeah. he just had a kilt on the band comes oh. out naked Paul looks at everybody and he was like, well, not on my watch. And Paul gets naked. 3,500 people. And my band is buck naked. And the crowd is losing their mind. Everybody, you know, everybody's on stage just like, and even no effects is like, okay, well, we got nothing. Our jokes don't go over that good in Japan because they don't understand what the hell we're saying. And y'all just got <laughs> naked? And then my backup yeah. <laughs> player does a naked stage dive at the end of the set. And he's getting passed around naked. My God. Naked. God. But the best? The best. I'm playing, and the drummer of no effects looks at me, and he was like, why aren't you naked? And I look at him, and I go, Whoa. get me naked. And I stood up. And he's trying to take my kilt off. And then at one point, I'm laughing. And Eric looks at me. And he was like, what the F am I doing? I'm trying to (laughs) get a grown man naked. And he was like, I'm out. What am I doing? It was super fun. Amazing. (laughs) That's like the crazy. (laughs) Never before and never. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> Unreal. Oh my god. Naked god. stage dive. Matt was uh, my hero for that one. <laughs> he was like, dude, that was the yeah. weirdest feeling. Like thousands they of must hands have on my ass getting pushed to the stage. Gosh. Crazy. So yeah. good. Crazy. <laughs> I'm going to need some time to register this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it says, I go away to make a snack, and this is what I come back to. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that, this is the funniest thing. <laughs> well. For that reason, real McKenzie's never returned to Japan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my buddy Aspie. Aspie plays uh, bagpipes in the real McKenzie's now. Oh, yeah, wow. Since the beginning. Sure, so thank thanks. you. 
Thank and you for joining. And I can see, yeah. I love that. Go ahead, go ahead. He is one of the sweetest, most amazing people I've ever met. And so Aspie cool. <laughs> is a very tall, tall, he's a big dude. <laughs> totally. I totally. love him so much. Totally. So cool. So cool. Well, um, man, I hate to <laughs> end this thing, but uh, I think we're over an hour and this has been such a, such a great time. But this this is truly not enough for me or any of us hosts or even the people watching. So uh, I would totally and desperately invite you over for a part two. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> And uh, Brother Latham is also going to join us someday. And yeah. maybe together. I, I, yeah, totally together. And, and there, there's Professor Vic. I call him Professor Vic. <laughs> Great. Yeah, man. <laughs> so that will be so, so cool to do it together once again. Definitely. And uh, such a pleasure, everybody, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, comments are firing up totally, totally fun time. And obviously a lot of things more to ask, but I'm going to keep them safe for the second sure. part. <laughs> Perfect. But people, and uh, you mentioned versus the world. Uh, where can we find them online on Facebook or anywhere? Uh, the music pretty much out? anywhere. Uh, they have a few records out. Um, I'm not on those records, right. but I will be on definitely the next one. But they, you can cool. Spotify, uh, iTunes, cool. YouTube, awesome. Instagram, awesome. Facebook, <laughs> wherever you can. <laughs> all the outlets. All the outlets totally, and uh, all the description. Oh, I mean, all the info. For good, good readings and Beast of Blanca is already in the description. So yeah. do check out that. And these killer albums are already out by Beast of Blanca. So do check them out. And these are Sean's socials. So if you want to go follow him on Instagram or connect with him, or connect with him on Facebook, here are his socials. Uh, do check out good readings and uh be so long ago these are really crazy events and such fun stories so uh, thank you for sharing with us sean and Absolutely. especially you you've been you've been holding your phone for a long time i truly <laughs> think you need your hand needs rest that's <laughs> <laughs> all good yes <laughs> thank you thank you so much for joining us today and everyone i guess karen is in the comments thank you ma'am for uh, watching us and uh, much love to you guys. Uh, much love to Chris and Sean and everybody from Beast of Longo. We love you. And- Love uh, you guys too. Hi, baby. <laughs> and thank you everyone and keep rocking. I hope your week and your day rocks. Have a great, great Sunday and uh, keep rocking and be crazy. <laughs> Always. <laughs> always so uh thank you once again this has been such a pleasure with sean sellers and uh, we'll hopefully meet you again next time and kara thank you so much go follow loyal beasts uh, special thanks to them 
uh, and all the Roxy Guitar Army cadets. Thank you for joining. Uh, you'll find the info in the description. And have a safe weekend. Uh, keep rocking yes. always. And thank you, Sean, once again. Thank you. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. See you guys. Ciao. Love and peace. Ciao.